Welcome to Estradile Illusions. We are back on the Starship Enterprise, the Enterprise D to be exact. Uh, and we are covering a uh, pretty infamous... It seems like when we do Star Trek episodes, we only like to do the infamous ones like Threshold. And, right? Um, I, They're I, more I, fun. <laughs> they are more fun. Um, we, have, we, have, we have a really uh, a tricky one to talk about. It's uh, Skin of Evil, which... <laughs> I, can't even get, I can't even get through the intro yeah tasha yar who is a uh great lgbtq icon of of trek lore well we don't know if she's a lesbian she might be pansexual she had sex with data but uh we right. don't know who knows we're gonna, we're gonna go with that it's uh, left to the viewer's imagination <laughs> yes definitely and um the voice you're hearing is a returning guest and you could probably guess that it was a returning guest because typically guests who are first timers do not uh chime in on the intro a lot but uh we have we have <laughs> we, we have we have uh the uh the legendary natty strange is back with us um so people... happy to be here well, I, i'm g gonna say you know do you want to tell us a little about yourself but i would say preface that uh nat, nat was last year in august for animal crossing new horizons which um if you watch if you listen to the episode when it aired uh then it seems like a long time since she's been on but that episode gets downloaded so many times, you may have just discovered that episode today, and you may think that she's, you know, we're caught in a time warp, something out of yesterday's Enterprise. I don't know. Nat, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, so I have been co-authoring a webcomic called Pokey the Penguin for the past three years or so, um, and I, I do some, like, comedy stuff on the side. My main thing is that I'm an organizer, and I'm an executive director of a small community labor nonprofit in Philadelphia, but um, my main thing is that I like Star Trek, I like doing comics, I like writing jokes. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my focus. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's in brief. I'm also working on... Um, helping out with a video game that's an MMO that um, helps fight climate change called The Promised Land. So that's that's my spiel at the moment. A, a farming farming MMO. Yes, uh, exactly. First, first of its kind, maybe. I'm not 100%. Right, I know. There are none others like it. And, you know, it'll, it'll have this groundbreaking thing that's never been done before, a fishing minigame. I have never seen that. <laughs> it's like it's an obligation though when you're like making a video game you're like no matter what it is if it's like call of duty or whatever like if it's like a first person shooter yet you got to have a fishing mini game i don't care if it's not usually done in first person shooters it should be because it'll just boost sales like exponentially well skin of evil could have had a little fishing with the black puddle i mean right you may have got some like radioactive like simpsons fish with like multiple eyes so nat didn't mention but she has a new star trek blog oh, that's right which, <laughs> which, um it just launched today as in today of the recording not today as in whenever you're listening to this because that would obviously be tomorrow tomorrow magical right. um but uh we'll link to that in the the episode description yeah um, it's called deep space nat and oh, yeah. first episode is sorry first episode first blog post is called keiko o'brien is not a bitch Right click baby. <laughs> yeah, she's uh yeah, and you can do that. You can also if you you can read along while we're talking about this episode, even though it'll be uh not on Skin of Evil, but you can also play Animal Crossing. Like the most yeah. people do. Most people Why not? Do that That's when amazing. They, uh, when they listen to this show. Or they're at work. 
we don't know where you are, but um, we're going to go and hang out with Armis. Uh, yes. Armis. Armis. Yeah. Skin of Evil. There's a reason I wanted to do this episode, and I am very, very conflicted. It's I'm not conflicted whether I hate this episode. I do hate this episode, but... <laughs> <laughs> I... I, so so really I mean so we're gonna cover it extensively the whole um the whole ins and outs of uh Vagra Vagra two. But um you know, I, I, I guess to start us off, I mean this is this is a death episode where the death of the death occurs literally eleven minutes into the episode. Uh, right. Counting, counting the credits. So Yeah, I actually I when I was rewatching I was like eleven minutes computer death occurred record this death occurred at 11 minutes and 51 seconds into the episode unbelievably like it just shocked me again i hadn't watched it in a while yeah it's it's really because i i think there's a lot of different ways you can look at the death of somebody who is a security officer a although i mean she's not a red shirt she has a yellow uniform but um right for a lot of people, they could say, okay, I, I, there are a lot of people who probably wanted Tashiar to go out in a blaze of glory, but that's that's very decidedly, like, not not in the Trek style, because Star Trek is not really a heavy action show. Right, so, and, and didn't Gene Roddenberry say something like, you know, I want Tashiar to go out, like... A, a regular security officer, like not in a blaze of glory, but kind of with a a, a sputter, right? Just in the line of duty in no real unique and crazy way. And I think that was like a creative decision that he made that just did not do justice to the characters. <laughs> kind of depressing. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think the the show that I, I mean, the circumstances, I guess. I mean, her death did kind of. When we say kind of uh, enhance the idea that, oh, anybody could die at any time. But, I mean, that's just not true. That's not something that anybody turning on a random episode of Star Trek would expect. And right. No nothing that happened in the decades uh, since would really get – I mean, I, I, I think now with Picard – with, with the, you know, the streaming era of Trek, the prestige drama era, right. of Trek, if you will, um, I, I, I think that that sort of phenomenon has come – a little bit back into the the picture more but for for a, a syndicated uh episodic drama i mean the main cast does not get killed so i mean right. I, I don't really think that 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 whole death idea has really really much value i know and like in story writing in general it's not it's not something you really think oh i gotta put my my um you know i haven't had a death in a while i just gotta throw in my random death in the line of duty into the story because it's an obligation like it's it's just not something you really do <laughs> i don't know and so denise crosby asked off the show she wanted to leave this wasn't mm -hmm. i think <sighs> this is something i've also been kind of grappling with with skin of evil is tasha yar's death sexist and i, I, I right I, I think it honestly probably kind of is and <laughs> I think that's also I think that's very complicated by the fact that yes, she did wish to leave, but we right. I, I guess also with the idea that uh, season one of the next generation is is honestly, I, I 
people would debate me on this. I think season one of The Next Generation may be the single worst season of Trek. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would totally agree with you. Yeah. It's it just they, the writers, like, haven't really figured out. They're, they're still affected by kind of the storylines of original Trek and... They haven't really gotten into their groove yet of like writing really consistently good stuff. It's like they're they're all freshmen in college, like trying to trying to figure out how to like you know interact with everybody. I well, yeah, and and, and Gene Roddenberry was his health was declining. Uh, right, he had been he had been out of TV for a while. He, I mean. Gene Roddenberry, genius, all of that. I don't think there's many positive things to say about his contributions to the next generation. Right. And and with regard to T- Tasha, yeah, Denise Crosby was right to say her storyline sucked. However, I mean, you can also look at every other, uh, you know, non-Jean-Luc character and lesser extent Riker and also lesser extent Data. But you can look at the rest of them, Worf, Crusher, Troy, Jordy. I mean, they all had really, 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 really bad plot lines too. Yeah, right. It, it was like... They consistently tried to be mediocre with the the plot lines of the characters, and, and there there's some development as it goes along, right? There there's like a level of complexity that that is to be gained. But you're right; it it really starts off with a sputter rather than a bang. Yeah, and I mean, watching this episode, I mean, there's kind of a romantic, uh, not not romantic feelings between the characters, but kind of a romantic notion when you have uh, Worf and Tasha on the bridge and they're talking about their their martial arts the tournament. martial arts tournament. Yeah, like, how many how many martial arts tournaments happen that they're like, oh yeah, this is the another martial arts tournament. Like we, we we're betting on you <laughs> again. Yeah, and I mean. Worf, throughout, I mean, it, it wasn't really until late in Deep Space Nine with the, the addition of, of Martok that Worf really had something resembling a peer in, right. in, in yeah. any of those shows across uh, uh, 11 seasons of, of content. Yeah, and it doesn't help that he's, he usually, you know, his contributions to the conversations about strategy is like, let's go in and fight. And then either Picard or Riker steps in and is like, no, or if we can't, we can't just come in and fight. Like we have to, we have to temper our attitudes. Although funny enough, and in, in skin of evil for yeah, once, he doesn't, doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to stay on the bridge because uh, the purpose is not to fight. It's to save the lives or whatever. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that is a divergence from like the rest of Worf's general attitude towards like strategic operations. Yeah. And he's got Wesley helping him at tactical. Cause they have no, there's no deputy tactical security officer. Worf is now, Worf is now in charge of that. And uh, we have, we have Mary Sue crusher uh, there to help. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I looked at Tasha and Worf, and I kept thinking, like, you know what? These two really had a lot of potential to, to be something, like, to be kind of the core of Riker's away teams that, um, right. you know, as, as, as Jordy moved off the bridge and down into engineering, and I, I just, I, there was just so much potential there. It would have been really nice if Worf had, had a friend. I, mean, I know, lot. I was going to say the friendship. Like, they would have been besties. It's sad to think about. They could have co-parented Alexander. There's a lot of potential. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. She goes down and they're at a, 
if longtime listeners, we've uh, you know when we went through our Mandalorian coverage, every single episode would be I'd mention whether or not they had been on a planet full of rocks, and there's a reason <laughs> that I would say that because when you go to Star Trek, most of the boldly go where no man has gone before <laughs> to the same pile of the rocks, same pile of rocks, and they call they referred to that one as a uh, planet hell, I think, because they just like really hated to be on that sound stage like it was the same kind of generic pile of rocks that they would have to act in and they i think the cast just like really did not enjoy being in that sound stage no and they had to like dig a, a pit in the sound stage to have uh oh oh armis oh. <laughs> okay i mean honest like so this ep- the reason I want to do this episode is is two reasons. One, Tashiar's death is one of the the sort of pivotal defining moments of women in sci-fi in terms of like uh, you know are we going to treat are we going to treat female characters as like uh, you know worthy of of their own plot lines? Or are we going to have them die unceremoniously by a pile of sludge? Right, <laughs> a pile of literal metamucil and printer's ink. Which like I've got to say, how how do you find that much metamucil? And printer's ink. Like, printer's ink is expensive. Was this, like, the highest budget episode of the whole season <laughs> just for printer's ink? It's crazy. And then you've got, you've got, you've got the really, I mean, he's probably not the first insole on the planet Earth, but. <laughs> right. I've rewatched, I've, I've watched this episode a, a few times since The Last Jedi came out. And all I can think about is like that guy is in the comment section of, of <laughs> he's on Twitter, wherever Armis is now, he's on Twitter, he's on Facebook, and he's a reply guy. Right, is is bitching about the old days, and he has he's he's like one of those just voids that that you can't ignore because they're sucking up so much oxygen. Right, I, I, sludge I posting. <laughs> he's That's sludge true, posting. actually, yeah. His whole he's sludge posting on steroids because you can't just block the fucker. You're right. stuck on his planet, and, you know, or else he's gonna kill uh, Counselor Troy or uh, the great pilot Lieutenant Ben Prido, who never makes another appearance again. It's always funny how that works, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> the the archetypical red shirt, I suppose. And this is also also the episode with Lieutenant Leland T. Lynch, who I think doesn't make another appearance but is notable because he he introduces himself like twice or three times with his full name Leland T Lynch because you might confuse him with the other Leland Lynches on the Enterprise such as Leland C Lynch or Leland B Lynch but then he also he's like having this kind of um banter with Picard Picard's like give me the full warp and Leland T Lynch is like I can only do minimum warp and then Picard's like warp eight <laughs> and Leland T. Lynch is like sir I said minimum warp <laughs> it's just like this pointless I don't know I always laugh when I see that part yeah it's there are I, I wish I mean somebody's probably done a, a, a montage of you know I need this done in 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 I'll, I can have this done in 20 minutes captain ah, I need it in 10 I get <laughs> I get so Oh my gosh, that would be the most stressful montage. Like, you know how how people make these, like, uh, relaxing video compilations and, like, ASMR? Like, what if if people made, like, a compilation of the most stressful parts of, of, like, uh, Star Trek where people are trying to, like, micromanage and, like, ask you of, like, something that's unreasonable to to do in your work? I don't know. That just sounds like a panic attack for me. (laughs) 
It's it's upsetting that uh, we didn't have uh, uh, Reginald Barclay down on the ship because he uh, probably would have agreed with Armin. He wasn't in this episode, so right? I mean, he, he had probably he had probably not made his his debut yet. Yeah, um, no. They they're kind of cut from the same cloth, though. Armis is is oh, incel energy, big incel energy. And did you know that Barkley, the actor, like I, yes, I yes, kind of yes, love Barkley yes, as a character, like a far just, far right, funny. right? Yeah, yeah. he's a Trumpy. Yeah, he's he's a less attractive, uh, less famous Kevin Sorbo. Right. Uh, yeah. That's uh, that's 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 wonderful that uh, <laughs> such, great, such positive energy we've got here. I love but, it. I mean, it's it's we have to we have to stop and think about like okay, somebody asks off the show. You have a great character, and obviously this is a character that they realized there was more potential because Denise Crosby made four or five more appearances. Right, and I know she uh, really wanted to come back sometimes too. She like. After she left, she was sort of attached to Trek, and you know she she continued to do work with like the fan base, and I think participated in some documentaries and stuff. But like she, I think yeah, she hosted she hosted uh, Trekkers the movie. That's uh, right, both of, both of them actually. Yeah, she's done a lot of. She's a a beloved figure of the the fan community. She's been in fan films. I think I am blanking on the one she was not in Star Trek Renegades, which we will. Um, oh, actually. This episode will air after we have already interviewed somebody from that, but uh, we're going to keep that a, a spoiler-free in case. This though, if 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 this uh, if everything goes well, you'll know exactly who we had. Um, <laughs> this will air after that one. Yeah, so we're down on uh, Vargas two, uh, pile of rocks two, and uh, <laughs> she just gets she no no provocation, just Bing done, yep, just dead. cost. Well, yeeted across the rocks. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it had. There was no reason. There was no meaning, and I feel like death in sci-fi and all sorts of stuff has to have like some heroic thing all the time. And that here's this one. It. it I mean, I'm at, it, it, the the only comparison that Trek really has is when uh, uh, Tucker died at the end of um, Enterprise. That episode's hated for so many other reasons. Right? Um, yeah. And it's it's you're looking at her, and it's 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 the most frustrating thing in the world. Because yeah, okay, have somebody. Not every death needs to be super heroic. And Richard right. to drop like flies in the original show. Right, but right. Here, here they are, kind of like basking in the idea that okay, this main cast member is gone, and it does not matter. I know it's not even; it doesn't even have the emotional heft. Like, I, I don't know about you, but like Star Trek makes me cry like all the time. <laughs> like, just even rewatching shit that I know is gonna happen. But like this episode does not make me cry. It doesn't like have any of the emotional depth and and you know these dealing with these big issues of of life and death and friendship and whatever it's just like you know they have this kind of um mediocre funeral service that's on a windows xp background where she like goes over like a summary of her friendships and like says a compliment about one of them like like a round robin (laughs) it's like the teletubbies yeah we'll get to right Um, yeah yeah, it does. It looks like it looks like she's on the Teletubbies set. You want to see like, really the, baby, the baby in the in the, <laughs> the vacuum in the background? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's 
and I mean, there, there, are, it, it, the episode does like have a traditional, like, for 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 Tasha and Worf to talk about the martial arts tournament, you had to know something bad was going to happen to her, and you had to know that like <laughs> this this random ass thing that's never been mentioned before, never. It's mentioned not going to occur, right? It's like, yeah, like what is going to prevent the martial arts tournament from happening? <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody who makes plans early in an episode is probably going to die by the end of that. Right, so let's check exactly. Off, uh, Chekhov's martial arts uh, date. Right. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating that she's not, she's not at the center. You could almost argue her death isn't even at the center of this episode. Because no. Because does, like, really hardcore pivot to saving um, right. Troy and the dear lieutenant, who's never seen again. I know. She dies so early, and then there's, like, so much of the episode that is just spent like in between the death and the funeral with like saving Troy and just like, you know, talking to Armis about, Oh, you are this encapsulation of everybody is evil that they have sucked out of their bodies. And which is just in and of itself, like not, you know, sometimes you think about Star Trek being more of a sciencey, like tries to go into some like technical sciencey language, but this tends to be more of the magical realism and almost fantasy kind of uh, storyline where like, Oh, we have, we have taken combined all of our, our evil tendencies into this one blob monster. <laughs> it's like, okay. What's, what's the science behind that one? Explain that to me. That'll be fun. I mean, data, data delivers maybe his most, bl- the, the most blunt assessment of anyone he's ever done in the show. And if, if I'm wrong about this, you know, comment or whatever and, and find me one that that's worse, but he, he literally very bluntly with regard to Armis notes that he has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is that is the harshest terms that I think Data has ever spoken about anybody. I like, know it's coming from Data. So. Armis <laughs> is more loathsome than Lore. I love Lore actually, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Lore is fun. Oh, really and and Lore Lore actually means corrupted Data. I didn't I didn't know that until recently. Like the word itself. Well, so Lore does funny. have redeeming qualities. Sadly, he wasn't in Picard. I I, I was really thinking Picard was going to uh, pivot to Lore, but sadly that didn't happen. Oh, Maybe it'll yeah. Um, but Who knows? Armis has no redeeming qualities, and I just... I, I see it a lot. Like I, I, I have I have a lot of uh, th- there's actually there are a lot of trans themes in this episode and I guess before you know I've I've introduced no redeeming qualities, but before we, we explore more of that the 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 real thing that made me think that this was really a, a, a trans centric narrative. Uh Armis does get upset when he's ref- when there I mean I guess we say he, but um right. that actually is Armis likes they them pronouns. Armis does not like <laughs> It, it pronouns and you know what like as you were saying with the 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 fantasy and all of that um you know star trek has in a lot of ways done a really good job commenting on um on social inequality i mean deep space nine was uh really 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 powerful at that but like this is still like the they're engaging with with uh, with cultural issues in, in kind of like sort of very 80s terms with the fact that these people are on a different planet, the pronouns. I mean, Armis is somebody who's clearly familiar enough with American culture to refer to Data as the Tin Man, which is a reference. <laughs> like, cultural if, reference, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Wizard of Oz is on that planet, but... <laughs> 
Um, we have we have Armis is upset about the way that Armis with the way that they're referred to, and I, I I tend to agree with Data that he has no redeeming qualities, and therefore, um, you know, the ability to draw sympathy maybe. I don't know if that's a redeeming quality or not, but I'm sitting there like thinking, okay, you're all alone. Armus is like hinted at being like he—he's kind of like the waste of of the evil of of the rest of the people. All like right. he's, he's like their Greek, their their black goop of 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 hatred and bad qualities. Kind of like that one episode where Troy—I totally forget what it was—but troy serves as like the anchor for for that one ambassador which like why is everybody every single like federation ambassador and mediator just a total like shitbag <laughs> but it's like troy serves as like the anchor for all of this guy's negative feelings and it's like almost you know armis is like that but encapsulated in like a physical goopy goopy form <laughs> It might have been interesting if we'd had Luxwana Lug Troy uh, dealing with Armis because uh, maybe she would have been able to charm. I mean, actually, Troy probably right. this, this is one of Counselor Troy's probably uh, at least in the first half of the show one of her stronger episodes. Stronger right? episodes, yeah, I totally agree. Because she she's like getting that. really deep in there, like, like you know, who hurt you? <laughs> she's like kind of intimidating Armis with like her ability to to have this perception of like what he went through and it, it it it's one of the few times where her telepathic and empathic abilities are actually like showcased and, and used in a useful way rather than stating the obvious like oh this guy's mad or this guy can't be trusted <laughs> right I, I sense danger and there's a bunch of ships like on the, right on the like clear no danger happening around you yeah yeah and he, like I guess whenever we're dealing with, um, whenever, uh, you know, uh, whenever angry white men do like really bad things, the media has like a a, a tendency to kind of sensationalize them or say like, oh, this was a lone wolf mindset. They try to like get into the psyche. And I think like a lot of times that's really unproductive because it takes the focus away from the victims or just, just the fact that like, we don't the really systemic causes or you know yeah and and like I, I guess like you know where the spotlight is and i mean that's kind of that's kind of the at the core of why this episode in in hundreds of other trek episodes is getting a podcast episode um, right because it's 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 really the epitome of all the problems with sci-fi. A woman leaves the show, and yet her her narrative is centered on a, a whiny, whiny. <laughs> whiny dude. Well, I guess he's the Armus they pronouns, but yeah, it's yeah, like non-binary sludge pile, right? Makes it about them instead of. <laughs> you know, you know what? I mean, I've been seeing a lot of memes about. Um, companies that have gender neutral clothing and it's just like a, a gray or brown gray or i know i've been seeing that too i thought about that today maybe armis maybe armis was the inspiration for right <laughs> just this this bland blob that's like metamucil and printer's ink well, I, I, yeah I, it's kind of like a nature versus nurture thing um maybe with armis because i mean it, it's right yeah i do i do have to wonder this this guy has known nothing but hate and he has no ability to command attention except 
except through through threats and, acting out uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's he's just like an angry little insult man child toddler they child um it's it's really it's oh he's just he's he's infuriating and yet like i would really want i, I would just love to have been in the writer's room while they were scribbling this down and say like <laughs> right. what are, what are you getting at with this person because they i mean to their credit they're not like the media saying oh we have to feel for this person picard does not f- fuck around with that idea right he, that's he, true he, he's asked like can you get me off and picard's like i have the means but he's he is not not playing the this is with 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 films that have hostage negotiation plot lines or tv shows that have that i mean there there's a, a certain sense of entertaining the person data draws right. the line at that Riker draws the line at that crusher crusher is when when he's trying to say oh you know i'm gonna kill one of you uh crusher doesn't and he says are you scared he's expecting her to say i'm not scared and she says well i am scared obviously people would be scared by this situation right yeah they're None of them want to fuck around with his bullshit. Right. They're like, why are you keeping us here? We just want to leave. Like, go back to your YouTube comment section where you belong. <laughs> your sludge pile. Yeah, and I, I kind of wonder when he's about to kill Data and or when he's... I think Data kind of figures... Data kind of figures out, too, that like the, the shock value of killing one person was not really all that it did not fulfill armis armis did not feel better upon killing a member of the crew right doesn't troy point that out too or something i don't i don't even remember data 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 does data notes that um he thinks that it's unlikely that uh riker will be killed when he's um, oh true right they have they have the recreation that's very very similar to the uh, garbage shoot scene in a new hope where luke is all pulled under um, <laughs> And sadly, I hope I hope Will Riker got uh, a nice good shower after that. Oh worry. yeah, I think I heard I I might have heard like some kind of interview where he was like complaining about that. I don't know. It it's like molasses too, like getting all that stuff out. Like well, maybe forty maybe minutes in the thing. sonic shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's a good thing he didn't have his beard then. He looks terrible. Oh, true. I know he. He totally has a baby face, but like in a in a bad way. <laughs> I don't know. Some people just look better with beards, and he's one yeah. of those people. Well, definitely, and you know, he's it's it's funny to kind of pair his sort of natural. Well, I, to some extent, Riker has a natural sense of bravado, and some I think is probably a little bit of a chest thumping, but. Right. Um, it's definitely more natural compared to the way that Armis is uh, really just he, he has to center everything revolves around him and and the, the his his own desires and and what he needs out of this which is I mean I guess like kind of amusement but he wants like revenge I think honestly he probably would want to also participate in the martial arts tournament <laughs> he just wants to play along he just wants to play <laughs> i mean he's, he's spent so much time alone on this planet where you can't even he doesn't even have a computer screen where he can like go find some porno <laughs> like he's he is just alone bored no way of entertaining himself until these people come along and he's like well i i guess i'll torture them now because that's what that's what I'm meant to be because I'm everybody's 
evil combined into one blob of bullshit. <laughs> I keep, like, think you know, there's, like, a train of thought that I want to follow with Armis if there's any way that he wasn't going to be like that. And at the same time, like, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about if it's unfair to Tashiyar to spend a single second talking about Armis. And the, the answer, honestly, to that question of, of an hour-long podcast is, is yes, ironically. <laughs> it, is, it is unfair, and yet, you know, with... I get this all the time when the object whenever directors uh complain about a review or something they say well like i would have liked to have done that i i could have done this and it's like dude i get i get the the two hours or hour, hour and a half you you send me i i you know i'm sure you could have done a lot of things differently like <laughs> right I, I you have your explanation that's fine i i don't i not only do i not care i i can't care that's just not something i can take into consideration right if it's With, not in the film it's not in the film <laughs> yeah but so, 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 Armis is unfortunately in this film, which is going to be evil, <laughs> the, 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 the episode. So, exactly. To, Armis, Armis and Tasha Yar are intrinsically linked. Oh, yes. Somehow. <laughs> well, she wanted off the show and she found her way off the show in, in, in really. And that's in, in this, like, um, what am I thinking of? Just this infamous way where everybody will remember her death as being connected to this, like, incel blob. It's humiliating. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, honestly, it, it is. is. Yeah. It's humiliating to think that, okay, she was pitched as essentially, like, straight out of, um, I, I think the Vasquez character from Aliens was, was seen as a direct, uh, I, I would... Honestly, wow. like I've seen that, but I, I would probably say also just Ripley herself from Alien. Uh-huh. Uh, the 80s the eighties were a uh, rising time for uh, badass female characters who, who really, before that, were, were pretty much just be- began and ended with uh, Wonder Woman. Right, uh, and, yeah. And, yeah, so, like, like Tasha Yar could have... I mean, you know, Uhura was was groundbreaking for so many ways in in uh, the original series. Right. And important, and it was really important to have a, a woman of color in, in a, uh, as a bridge officer and all of that. That's very important. I don't think anybody would argue that the the original series didn't really do a heck of a lot with her. They could have they could have really they could have made her into Nichelle Nichols was was up in a way. Did at, she did miles with with just the sort of scraps that they were that they gave her right yeah absolutely and we and we could have seen with with Tasha Yar like a really strong uh, female presence on a trek which we did then see the next or we saw a little bit with Ro Laren who wasn't really a full character and right. I mean well she, she was a couple episodes and then obviously Major Kira uh, yeah that I mean, that kind of like aggro energy <laughs> yeah that they all brought and then we got that again you, you know subsequent shows whether it's Janeway or uh to Paul or Burnham or uh you know seven of nine right uh, they've they've all made sure that that void was not repeated right right that's true but I mean when it comes to the next generation it took like uh, uh, in some ways, like when Beverly was was kind of learning how to be like a bridge officer, um, 
when she would do that training later in this uh, later in the command season, or, training or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah like in a lot of ways it's like okay they're just trying to give this character something to do but in another way it was like okay let's see let's see who the real beverly is outside of her relationship to picard outside of her relationship with her son right let's see, like let's see this woman who is very smart one of the smartest people on the show and let's see her have have agency and and really explore her interests and um you know i I probably haven't mentioned it on the show at all, but uh, like Catherine Blasky is one of my faves. I, Female McCoy really worked for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I love her. It's it's unfortunate that she really didn't like being on the show, but I thought she was really great. And people hated uh, her because of her like they tried to do that that McCoy Spock thing with like her and Data, but like Data is such a beloved character, and like having somebody insult Data is just like a big no no. The fan base was just like, don't talk to Data like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we so 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 with Tasha Yar, we're we're she's like sort of pitched. I mean, they they say all the time it's like a pretty well known uh, thing that um you know she was often regarded as the most interesting character in de- in the development uh, stage. Uh, and then, like, episode two, they have her have sex with Data. I know! <laughs> and, like, didn't really give her any, any like, interesting lines either. Like, uh, yeah. It's, it's like they just took this character with so much potential, like, just in, not even, like, narratively, whatever, but, like, just groundbreaking as a character and then tanked it and just, like, did not do her justice. It's just a really unfortunate writing decision. Yeah. I mean, her character doesn't super have a real the original series equivalent. I mean, right, uh, right. Sometimes Sulu would be on the away team, uh, th- but there would. Uh, I mean, it was really kind of the Kirk Spock McCoy show, right? And, yeah. Uh, gen- generally, the fourth person of the away team did not come back. Uh, <laughs> right. They would. They would get killed. And they have this character, and uh, you know she she, she I read that I read Denise Crosby talking about how she was just kind of like uh, feeling like she was wasting her career away, just kind of standing there in the background while right. all this other stuff was happening, saying like "Yes, sir," "All right, sir," "I, sir." <laughs> you know, it's I I if I were in her position, I would feel the same way. Like I, and I think one of the things she said was that it didn't challenge her as an actor right and you like to be challenged you like to face new situations and kind of showcase your abilities and and she she didn't really have that at all that that kind of opportunity to to excel from the lines she was given yeah and i I mean i know i mean this this again is not something that is totally exclusive to her uh even patrick stewart was kind of like what the hell is the show like this this they all everybody knew how much the show sucked in the <laughs> right they all kind of grew into it like every everybody involved sort of grew into it right yeah and it's just we're we're i i i wanted to scream as we, we can you know to talk about the tele the teletubby scene <laughs> right windows xp she, background she has she has intricate you personal eulogies planned specifically only for the main cast. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how how often do you record this that like 
you have to like update it depending on your friendship with the person like oh wharf really wish we could have done that uh kickboxing tournament or whatever it's yeah it it's like how many of these how often do you record um this this whole funeral eulogy thing when you're a security officer must be yeah and, and you're in your she's probably in her 30s uh maybe maybe 20s who knows of the star, right. starfleet with her skincare in the year 2023 <laughs> or what she's probably putting goop stones up her you know where um, right <laughs> still you know we've mentioned this on the show a few times just just for a bit of continuity i still have no update from the goop company of whether it's uh her, their vagina eggs are good for trans vaginas but we have not heard that very upsetting tasha maybe she's been I mean, yeah. that's a good segue to that because I mean, I always think about you know, is is Tashiar a lesbian? Right, is and she... she's definitely like coded as. I I feel like she's like coded as one, but at least like the fan base can kind of create that. Like even though she only she like is is exclusively in like these heterosexual relationships on screen, like at least the the fan community can like kind of have like imagine her to be a lesbian <laughs> even like i don't know i i feel like i would i would read her as one if i didn't know that she was written completely straight well yeah i mean that that's that's a that's a void that uh trek did not uh really fix until uh extremely recently really right. with the, way late yeah super super late unfortunately and and that was something that like people like the actors themselves were pushing back on. I know, um, like in in the episode with Lol, when Data makes his daughter, um, and Guinan is kind of giving her like the birds and the bees pep talk. Um, she it was originally written to be like when a man loves a woman <laughs> and and Whoopi Goldberg was like can we please make this gender neutral and like on top of that can we have like a gay couple in the background that I'm pointing to but the the executives and producers and whatnot said like no we're gonna keep the couple straight and yeah yeah let's blame uh let's blame Rick Berman for that one yeah I, I think it was yeah probably uh yeah the same same goes for Garrick but right. yeah, Tasha, I mean, she did have probably the world's, uh, I, I often refer to my wand as like the greatest thing on the planet Earth. I would rather, I would trade my <laughs> wand in for Data if I could. Right. <laughs> or maybe, probably maybe, a lot maybe, of people maybe, would. He's programmed in multiple techniques, so. Maybe, maybe lore. Uh, <laughs> awful, no way. Depends no on the way. mood, depends on the vibe. <laughs> I mean, Brent Spiner is an attractive man, but I would definitely yeah. swipe right on Data I would probably swipe right on Lore too, and I'd probably unmatch him, or I wouldn't go for a second date. Uh, <laughs> right, kind of measure yeah. how problematic he is, like just putting up red flags on the first date. You're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> well, I mean, he he'd be at least better than Armis, who oh, is definitely yep problematic <laughs> black hole at the center of the episode, and it's it's important that we have to go back to him because. Armis and Tasha Yar are linked forever. Unfortunately. Kind of like, yeah, I've been thinking with um so for for two years, uh Last Jedi people were so I mean, the the Armises of the world <laughs> uh 
reduced rows to uh, 30 seconds in the really, 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 really bad Rise of Skywalker, the Armistice of the World still win a lot. Right. The Armistice of the World. Who who do you... Is there any doubt who Armist voted for in the 2020 <laughs> election? Yeah, the Armistice of the World take up so much space, and not just because they can, like, transform into this big, goopy mass, but... Lots of lots of space in the YouTube comments. Lots of space in airtime and and on television. <laughs> it's, just, it's very unfortunate. So many armises. Yeah, and like he gets to he gets to like 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 the whole the the climax of this episode is really through him yelling and having a temper tantrum. <laughs> right, which like is like family. the core of like the incel experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like honestly you could make you could translate this episode to twitter terms and the climax would be him getting banned for something <laughs> right? really offen- really offensive like Gra- armis and graham linehan are basically the same person <laughs> yeah it's very the episode is in in that way very ahead of its time <laughs> And I just like compare all of that angst and emotion I I felt her and uh you know him screaming with with Troy saying I felt her die those contrasting things you know one is is loud and it's obnoxious and it's in your face and the other is you know in writing we say show don't tell right there is no showing yes Tashiar's death we have to listen to somebody describe it like i felt her die and it's like depressing and it's not depressing because she's dead it's depressing because somebody else there's just there's there's nothing there right and and like half the time in the episode it literally is like a a tell and never a show because like it it cuts from like you know Tasha Yar just gets like yeeted and you don't even really like see how she dies and then it it cuts to the shuttlecraft or Troy's just sitting there like talking to this disembodied voice and it's like ah yeah you you don't even there's no like visuals there I yeah it's it's hard to watch (laughs) say the least yeah and I think I think, well, and this is really probably the the fault of capitalism more than anything else. But but the idea that with uh, if we if we sort of if we take the thesis provided by data within this episode that Armis has no redeeming quality, right? And we apply that to the Armises that uh, are still alive and well that are, don't probably don't listen to this show, but listen to Ben Shapiro. Um, <laughs> Armises. What what, yeah, what we, would be the plural? <laughs> uh, Armises, anuses. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Armis has an anus. That's, that's, that's another black not hole. Redeeming, that's another not redeeming quality he has. Um, he doesn't have. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that's awful. That's awful. Awful. <laughs> the images of Ar- Armis's anus in my. That's awful. That's really bad. This is one big, one big hole. That's well, yeah, but like. <laughs> I think I think by and large we can you see all the time um people will say like uh you know discourse like this has no place in our fandom but I, it feels almost like a soft statement and and we saw yeah. this a lot with um with when when Mark Ruffalo and other people rallied around uh 
some some very light ribbing of Chris Pratt on Twitter, and, uh-huh. and they, they they circled the wagons, and it's like, are you kidding? Like, how much bullshit has Brie Larson and uh, all these other people had to uh, ha- had to put up had put up with over the years? And, right. and yeah, wh- wh- I don't know what the solution is for this stuff. Yeah, I think that's still something we're kind of collectively trying to deal with, right? I mean, you know, Armis ended Tasha Yar and uh, Armis's successors. I mean, the, the we don't really know what Kelly Marie Trans. Um, we don't really know what what's what's next for her. Like after the Star Wars, what we what we do know is that uh, you know, thirty seconds in a third movie is not uh, a lot of time to uh, you know propel someone's career. And the yeah. sci-fi community is still really grappling with the fact. That I think, by and large, I mean, honestly, you can't feature a gay kiss in Russia because of Armis. Armis, this is all, it's all Armis's fault. It's all Armis. Armis is. We see him in Xi Jinping. We see Armis in Vladimir Putin. We see <laughs> Armis in a lot of these people. There's a little Armis in many of them. Yeah. I mean, I listeners of the show know that I'm a big fan of of drawing what I call those straight lines. They're not really straight lines, though. I mean, <laughs> you can draw a straight line from this bullshit in which took place uh, 1987, 19, it's probably 1988. Right, um, right. Yeah, years, a few years before I was born, and yet we're still living in that world that uh, uh, of this of the the sci-fi is still caught in this web of being able to acknowledge that that we need to get rid of Armis and yet our Armis has Armis is, we're, we're we're living on that pile of right we <laughs> we are we are in on planet hell making space for Armis still after all these years we are tw- you know tw- a place like twitter is Riker in the Armis muck pile yeah Yep. Did Armis lose weight when he had to like climb out and he's covered in the goop? I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't even want to. What is he? I don't know what he eats. <laughs> any any of that. But he's fueled on hatred and adrenaline. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's actually kind of um, it's it's kind of funny that uh, you know, with that recent montage that uh, that Tasha was able to record that she didn't have something there for Armis. Oh yeah, I know. It was so it was so recent and convenient. All these all these like explicit details like, you know, I probably died in the line of duty and I probably died very quickly and just kind of doing something um irrelevant. <laughs> you know, it it gave like all these all these like way too suspicious details where you're like, were you here for this? Are you sure you weren't awake for this? <laughs> It was, yeah, really wild. I think kind of the solution, if we have one, is we do need leaders like Jean-Luc Picard who are able to uh, rid these people uh, from fandoms or spaces. Right. Like, 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 like Mark Zuckerberg is an incredibly weak, pathetic man. Who, <laughs> if, yes. he, if he had If he had a spine, he... If, if a lot of our leaders had spines... We could uh, uh, fix a lot of these problems. We could say, you know, it's not okay to wrap your entire mucky body all over a away shuttle and prevent people from beaming off of the ship. Right. (laughs) 
Exactly. There are too many people doing that in our society these days. <laughs> We're just, I feel like I'm stuck on the show. Like I, I, this episode speaks to me in a way that I, I think I probably like didn't fully realize when I decided that this was one that I wanted to do. Right. No, we're we're all kind of Deanna Troy getting bombarded by these like incel comments and like prevented from moving and these incel people in our mentions taking up too much space. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Just leave. <laughs> I want to leave. I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, it feels it feels so frustrating. I, I still I, I I'm still kind of wrapping my head around whether or not like how it, it's it's such a frustrating thing to think about. Like you know, trying to analyze a great character death and right. uh, what whether this was fitting or whether it was not. I mean, we I okay, we can probably acknowledge <laughs> that it was not, not fitting, <laughs> not not fitting. Yeah, and yet at the same time. I feel like you could really describe toxic fandom culture and just say, watch this episode. You'll understand it all. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the, it's very meta. Yeah. And Armis has no redeeming qualities. I, I, I can't say, I, I, I do hate this episode. I cannot say the same. I can't say this episode has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> right. Obviously we've, we've, I've, I've dedicated uh, hours of my life. To right. Me. I was going to say, uh, at least we could talk about it. <laughs> I guess like I'm just trying I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get I mean the show itself tried to really correct what a uh mess this was basically yeah, I mean right and, by having her back on and like trying to be good to her memory and stuff like that and we've made it far enough into this episode that we can safely do an episode on yesterday's enterprise yeah, yeah. I was really worried that uh, we were going to talk too much about it during this episode and that that would render another episode uh, meaningless. <laughs> right. Sequel, baby. Expect it. <laughs> Listener. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll, that'll have to have to happen. Yeah. And I, I am I am reassured that I think a lot. Of, I mean, I, I, I've, I've read a lot about the, the production of that episode um, and, and it wasn't totally the episode was not born it was born out of a spec script it was not born out of justice for tasha yar and yet at the same time the 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 this the story of tasha yar, i guess this is this is what i i really struggle to wrap around my head around her death is the the fact that this was not a complete story right yeah and, and it, it wasn't feels so abrupt and, and incomplete it wasn't. It wasn't. There wasn't closure either. Like t yeah. TV, t TV is littered in characters who are killed off of shows or had to leave because the actor got a better job or <laughs> right. a budget cut or all sorts of stuff. Like you know, we you, we study TV. I mean, podcasters, people who listen to podcasts. Um, you, you know, we 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 by nature we love to overanalyze this kind of stuff in right. a lot of a lot of ways. I mean, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of these things that we are analyzing can just be kind of reduced to, okay, yeah, that happened. Um, th that person got kicked off a show because they insulted somebody's wife at a party. That happened on a TV show called Sliders with uh, <laughs> uh, John Ray Davis's character was basically fired from the show because one of the studio heads didn't uh, got annoyed with him at a party. <laughs> that show was changed because of that. So I mean, we, we we don't we don't I don't I don't want to make mountains out of molehills, and yet 
Skin of Evil, I feel like, is one big mountain that was made out of a molehill. Yeah, one big, um, like, dark-colored mass of Metamucil Mountain. And it sucks. And, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, honestly, like, The Next Generation is really is my fourth favorite Star Trek. I like the DS9, I like the original, and I like Voyager better. Um, I, I would, I would probably, if I, if I had to argue with people, I would say, I would, I would not try and argue that Voyager was a better show, but I like it better. And I think it is, I, I think it, I think it's top 10 is better than Enterprises. I mean, uh, mm, Next Generation. Yeah. Top 10. Um, but I know that the, ne- like, in terms of like the, the people, um, with the Next Generation, people really consider, uh, the actors all really like each other. Um, when you like in terms of a hangout show where you want to spend time with them as like a family, I think right. the next next generation definitely checks that box. I mean, I, yeah. I would I would personally go with Deep Space Nine better, but I I, I think yeah, the fandom definitely likes likes the these are the, next generation has a nice it's a, it's lighthearted. There's no in the pale moonlight of uh, I just watched that today. <laughs> it's my favorite episode of any Trek. I can't the I think my most quoted. Trek line is always I can live with that. I can live with that. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, that's actually a good I mean, as we as we start to wrap up, I I I I want I wish that I mean, it would be great if the next generation's first season wasn't a dumpster. And it, this is not the worst episode. <laughs> this this is maybe not in the worst top uh, the worst 10 of the first season either. Uh, maybe it is uh, the really racist. Uh, yeah, episode. I was gonna say that one. Yeah, that uh, also we coincidentally and Tasha Yar one. Yeah, Worf isn't even in that one. Um, that was all Tasha and Riker and all of us. Oh, awful. Yeah. So awful. Oh, um, so bad. I I saw that Netflix was using that episode as like their their um you know when it like kind of auto plays a show when you select it i was like why is it this episode why does it have to be this one like <laughs> god damn it oh frustrating yeah yeah i'm I, you know in, in the era of like removing like episodes because of offensive things uh it, you know the the idea that code of honor is still around is pretty uh Ugh, delete it you know i i think that was a, also a casting issue where like they they weren't all cast as black individuals like they they and then like this casting director who i think got fired like after this basically cast them all black which is like super fucked up and made it look complete like have this totally different tone than was intended and just looked super racist and horrible yeah so i mean like To attach something, to attach, like, like, with regard to Skin of Evil, to say that it encapsulates insult culture is, is accurate with, with the understanding that, like, it was, I mean, they didn't intend it this way. They were just idiots making really bad TV. Films. I know, they're still getting their shit together. But yeah, yeah it's kind like- of ahead of its time in that way, weirdly. Weird to say. Well, like the the armistices of the world kind of get off on being trolls. Um, right. I think this is like a case as to the production of this episode, kind of the product of people unintentionally catering to. I mean, 
I guess like a, a comparison would be like if you're at a party and you're there bunch of frat boys and you're suddenly changing your tone and being like more sexist to try and like fit in like maybe right. like consciously being offensive to try and fit in. I I don't know. I don't want to psychoanalyze <laughs> what their intentions were, but I just look at it and I think everybody knows that this was just a colossal fuck up. Yeah. And it's just so such an injustice to Denise Crosby and Tash DR. Yeah, and depressingly so. <laughs> and I hate to like I I hate to I mean I, I I the the Star Trek wiki kind of hints that this this episode was largely rewritten by Gene Roddenberry's lawyer, which would be against uh, the Writers Guild of America rules. Oh, uh, I see. Rules. I mean, Gene, Gene Roddenberry is not a, not a good screenwriter, right? Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I hate to think that this was like intentional punishment, but maybe it was. Right? Yeah. Who knows? It feels like we're ending on kind of a downer. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> let's like, look let's forward to the next episode where we do. <laughs> let's talk about Armis's anus again. No, right. <laughs> well, at least, yeah. at least, like Denise Crosby, like really kept engaging with the fan base, like after she left, and really. Um, you know, you, you can kind of tell that she, she was still attached to it and, and maybe after seeing what Star Trek had become, like kind of regretted it, but like, she's still a much beloved character and she, you know, she was like a grand marshal for a pride and like in, engaged with like the gay community and just the general fan base. So I think, you know, even though they killed her off in a really shitty way, she stayed like a positive part of the Trek community. I mean, you know the way listening to you say that um i mean it it is it is i i'm i'm not sure that i would have wanted to do this episode if i didn't know that there was the the there had been you know sizable steps to to try and correct this error right that right like, that's true yeah cuz i mean it's <laughs> You just look at it. I mean, you know, you know, as it relates, like, as I was saying earlier about Kelly Marie Tran getting uh, the shaft. I mean, right. you know, the, the that is that's you know re the recent past. There, there's time to like fix that kind of stuff. But like, Skin of Evil is just a perfect encapsulation of of you know if this was intentional or not. It it arrived at the same outcome right. where we had a we had a giant pile of sludge holding. <laughs> A bunch of our pretty much every every major character. I mean, uh, Worf was Worf and Wesley were the only two who didn't go down there. Right. <laughs> he had every other member of the principal cast more than you know the typical four or five that you see in a white team. He had like practically everybody down right, there. Right, they were just rotating the crew. Yeah, and uh, this episode had to revolve around a detestable, detestable person. And I feel like when you start going down that road, it's like a road that kind of leads you to an expected, like a predictable place <laughs> where it does become that kind of like insult, or sorry, incel guy who just gets off on insulting people and like causing them grief. And it's like an yeah. archetype, right? I mean, Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc has had finer hours. He's, he's still having more adventures. I mean, we may see Riker make pizza again. Right. <laughs> I would love to go have a pizza party at Riker's place and Troy's. And their awesome I, I, daughter. I love their daughter. She's so cool. I don't want to get like too off topic. I know, I know. Right. But, but but 
in the beginning they said we'll only introduce next generation people if it's integral to the plot. <laughs> And then, pizza party. And, then, and then Riker shows up and he makes pizza. Like, give, me, give me a fucking break. Um, like, we, could bring, we could bring, we could bring, we could bring back. I mean, another intriguing idea of uh, with yesterday's Enterprise looking to uh, tomorrow's Enterprise with the episode. Um, we'll call it. No, we won't call it tomorrow's Enterprise. Um, <laughs> but 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 Guinan, she was a totally underutilized character. But she had oh, really, yeah. she she was really the glue that that really hit. I uh, got. I mean. Having Denise Crosby come back was was great, but just just having Guinan, uh, oh, I know, hold, hold all of that together was really it was I mean, so good. Yeah, too. she's just so good. I love the, her. The Mark, I think the Mark Twain one is probably my favorite Guinan. Yeah, she's so good there too. Might be might be a second. Uh, yeah, I mean to uh, present closing thoughts on uh, this train wreck of an episode. It may have been, you know. Jean-Luc Picard had finer hours, but this is this is a subtle display of strength that we, we are missing. Jean-Luc Picard did something that Mark Zuckerberg, who is one of the richest men on the planet Earth, somebody who shouldn't be afraid of anybody. And right. this, is, this is the most frustrating thing about, about people in power. You're like, you know, you should be afraid of nobody. You know, this person's fucking you around. Put your foot down and say, no more of this. I'm not going to tell Jordy where his visor was on the floor. Right. Um, Instead of just I'm having, gonna... like, a mushy, goopy, uh, metamucil slop spine. <laughs> like, have a yeah. spine. Just have one. I mean, we're still grappling with Armis years later. Oh, you know, uh, over 30 years later. Right. And yet, yet. The solution was laid out in the episode. We have to drown these people and tell them they're not welcome. They can't come on our. We won't be in them aboard our Enterprise V. Right? Shut them out. Just say uh, no. Just say no to incels. And, yeah, I mean, this episode does actually kind of the 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 resolution is is pretty satisfying, all things considered. Yeah, you know, it's oh, undone by the Teletubbies afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly when it's time for when it's time for tubby bye-bye and you know with an individual <laughs> she recorded one for wesley give me a fucking oh break. my There's god no i know no way that would have happened she it's she so dodged a bullet no she was like i wish i could have seen you grow up it's like bitch you dodged a bullet on that one like <laughs> you don't want to see wesley grow up he sucks <laughs> most hated Poor character on the whole <laughs> Poor Will. I know some people who know Will Wheaton, but everybody loves he's, Will Wheaton's a great guy. But yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Wesley, Wesley, Wesley does suck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the way it goes. That's 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 where we're at. Moral, where we're at. moral of the story always. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, skin of evil. Skin of evil. <laughs> it's it this is this is you know our, our last like this is a really stupid episode of trek let's do a podcast episode about it with threshold <laughs> threshold does not have redeeming qualities it's salamanders it's really stupid and i i i can't i can't say oh well the salamanders are representative of, <laughs> of broader trek and sci-fi fandom for x y and z no um it's gonna be evil i can do that this is an important episode of trek we have yeah we have done we have done imp- no we have not done imp- i was gonna say we've done important work <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I have I have never recalled a single thing I've written or recorded important. No, but, not starting but, here. <laughs> no, but 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 
it's important to grapple with the circumstances of uh really i mean honestly i we haven't mentioned it and uh we don't need to like totally get into it but um this is not all that dissimilar from from janice Rand's departure right right that's true this is like okay we have a female character this isn't really working bye-bye <laughs> right. no Adios. send off just bye goodbye and you know we'll see you never yeah that's uh that uh, that's kind of what they did yeah I, i'm great grateful that denise crosby was like i want to come back i'm grateful they brought her back right but um yeah this is this is a teaching moment here it definitely is as picard said au revoir natasha <laughs> yeah i and I'll always be, um, Tara and I have basically decided that uh, Natasha is our leading baby name because we'll have, we'll have Natasha, we won't have Natasha Leone, we'll have Nat- Natasha Malone. Oh, uh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it's a great name. Uh, Tasha Yar, uh, we, we, uh, we, well, we're not done with her. We have Yesterday's Enterprise, which we'll do at yeah. some point. Um, yeah, that's, uh, but, uh, it's gonna be, well, I, uh, you know, I, I when when things really nag at me, I I like to kind of uh, grapple with them and try to process. And there are some things in life that are just really annoying that you 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 can <laughs> grapple with all you want, but you're not necessarily going to fix. You're them. not going to get anywhere with it in processing or in uh, you know, fixing it or or helping others to avoid. Yeah. Yeah, but we've I think we've done our best to unpack this. Uh, mess this injustice <laughs> we have to uh you know you have to put your foot down like don't 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 feed the trolls i i never do it i get a lot i get a lot of angry people who don't like uh mostly reviews and i don't engage with them i, I laugh about it but i i you you gotta I, you you can't have a flame without oxygen in the room and uh, right you know Armis is somewhere out there, and he has no audience, and he's very upset. And I think that's probably really the best uh, thing to take away from it. Yeah, sometimes the troll, the trolls can give you power. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, Tasha, Tasha, you are rest in power. Rest in he, power. You know, not every not not every death has to have meaning, but we found meaning in uh, her legacy and. Uh, Subsequent appearances by an alternate universe Romulan uh, child, all of that. <laughs> right. We'll get into uh, that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's going to be all. I'm even, I'm even, I'm even struggling to, to wrap up the, the, because uh, it's not, good, that I, it's just such a not good wrap up in and of itself that it's, <laughs> you know, it's, how can you even, what do you say about it? That's so has a, such a finality to it you, you can't because it's just yeah it is what it is <laughs> in my head i'm like i'm done with you you know uh, uh two to beam up let's go yeah Bye. let's fuck that's, off <laughs> yeah that's uh you know to our listeners i know our trek episodes are popular uh we did uh we did the Ponfar in i said february we did that in december it feels like oh wow 100 years ago but, yeah uh, right we have our 
We have our trick episode. We have a trick category in on the Estrella Illusions category page on IanThomas1.com, which you can all check out. Or you can listen on Podbean on one of our uh, fucking like 200 uh, apps. We have a lot of, uh, we have some trick episodes. We have a lot of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, we will be back with uh, more. Do you have, uh, do you have anything left to say? But it's going to be, well, I think we covered most of it. I think, I think that's it. I think yeah. I'm just looking forward to the next one so we can like try to fix fix what hell hath wrought on Tasha Yar. Yeah, I do. I do love a, a, covering random ass episodes of television. Yeah, that's fun. It's fun of podcasting. It's great. I hope. I hope our listen, you know, listeners. I hope you uh, feel the same way or or similar angst about uh, uh, Armis. I hope you're able to let it go and uh, don't, don't, don't. Don't feed the trolls. You can throw a little penny in their uh, sludge pile if you want, but don't f- don't feed them anything. Don't give them like a nice nice hamburger from <laughs> In and Out or something. Like keep that for yourself, or some or a loved yeah. one. <laughs> keep your keep your keep your keep your time your time and yourself. energy and hamburgers for yeah that's all they loved want. Ones. Yep. And do not you know you can get a Zoom background and, re- and recreate the. Uh, uh, eulogies, all of that. Don't record those. <laughs> your loved ones, your loved ones will not be comforted by that. No, weird as hell. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway. Okay. That's. You know, it's it's refreshing to have like an actual like returning guest and not somebody here here to do promo and you have to be all like professional and stuff. But <laughs> this is what this is what po- podcasting is mostly shit posting. That's how. It yes. Works. Um, that's why we do this stuff, and that's why you all listen, and we love you for that. Shit casting. So, uh, Nat, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Check out uh, deepspacenat.com. Uh, we will link to it. And uh, read Pokey the Penguin. Very funny. Um, <laughs> thank you. And uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.